Chinese balloons and interest rates are climbing. Our president is slipping. Zelensky keeps getting checks. TikTok is melting minds, young and old. And the Rainbow Mafia is grooming children to cut off body parts and or become drag queens. Where the heck do we go from here? Well, I've got entrepreneur, podcaster, and truth bomb dropper Bradley here to dig into it all. The show starts now. It's 2023 and everything is ass backwards, folks. But what do you expect when you give people 65 gender options and put tampons in the boys' bathroom? And while we might be funding Ukraine's war effort, when it comes to the culture war we should be fighting on our own soil, we've decided to be Switzerland and let the truly absurd and bizarre become normal. Here now to break down some perfect examples of all of that is host of the Dropping Bombs podcast and entrepreneur, Brad Lee. All right, Brad, I got some things to ask you, but first I want to start out with this. A report just came out. 40% of millennials, I'm a millennial, admit that their parents are still paying some or all of their bills. So I want to get your reaction to that because I know you're a money guy, but I think that you might have an interesting take. The biggest thing that parents are paying for for millennials is housing. So they're helping them foot the rent, the mortgage payments. Do you think that that's a healthy thing for parents to be doing for their grown-ass kids? It depends on the situation. I mean, you know, depends on the situation. Ideally, no, you would want your kids to succeed on their own and make their own money and pay their own bills. But, you know, if my kids were struggling or needed some sort of assistance, I'd definitely be one to assist. Once or twice, maybe. But this poll is saying that these millennials are having their parents foot these bills month after month, like literally the bills going to mom and dad, mom and dad pay them. But it's not even just housing, it's utilities, it's car payments, and then here, streaming services. Parents are still paying for their kids' streaming services. These kids are a whole 30-plus years old. To me, that's a little far. Yeah, that's not a kid. That's a full-blown adult. I think that's pathetic. I'm one of those tough love people. I'm not a parent. I don't see it changing, though. If I was a parent, I would not let my kids be watching Netflix and Hulu on my dime. No, I'm like a tough love kind of person. Like, no, you got to figure it out. I think that that builds character, but maybe you see it differently. No, I would agree. I think, I think tough times is actually a blessing. So if you put your kids through a little tough times, you know, I think it develops them a little bit better. However, if the, if the situation was not you know, creating a problem for them, then I see no problem with it. Only because I like to spoil my kids. See, that's the next thing I want to ask you about, too, because I, I wondered how you handled that. So I watch a lot of reality television, right? And so I see a lot of folks on reality TV that have a lot of money, and they're buying their kids Range Rovers as their first car. They're throwing expensive birthday parties for their kids. I mean, their kids are wearing designer clothes. And to me, that's going to turn into a spoiled kid. But I wonder, somebody who has money, is do you plan to do that for your kids, like first car is a Range Rover or a G-Wagon or a Lambo? Do you think that that's something that you would do? And do you think that that's a good idea? Well, I would leave it to their mother. She's, she's the one that makes the better choices. I would, I would follow whatever the mom wants to do. That's a good, that's a good marriage uh, tip anyway. Just follow whatever mom wants to do. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, as the discussion would happen, probably going to go to you, ask you, do you believe in that whole kids that play their parents against each other? Like, ask mom. Oh, mom said it was fine. Never really ask mom. Okay, then I say it's fine. Because I feel like that's something that happens often in households. I yeah. did it. Yeah, but you got to communicate as, as parents in, in my book to where if she says no, I say the same thing. We, we have to be on the same page. 
And if, and if we're not, then we go privately and discuss it to where we both come out and, dis, and, and we're still on the same page. Just one of us talked the other one into it. That's a good idea. But to me, you know, a G-Wagon, you know, it's safe. You know, it's safe. It's safe. Oh, that's a good, that's good rationale. So yeah, it was and, like and, a Honda Accord, and, and not only that, with society the way it is, it gets them um, in better proximity to, to better things. Believe it or not, money gets you around better places, better people, better circles, and, and proximity matters when it comes to success. However, do you think that everybody that has money is necessarily a good influence? No. Because I think that in some cases, when you look at rich neighborhoods with rich kids, they're the ones that are snorting crack. They're the ones that are shoplifting from Target for fun. I mean, you see a lot of this, people that run in very affluent circles, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're well-behaved or they have a good head on their shoulders. Sometimes money can cause more problems, as the old adage goes. Why do you think that's money doing that? Why isn't it just lack well, of access. parenting? It's lack of parenting, but some parents, they think that because they're in these nice areas that their kids couldn't possibly be exposed to anything nefarious because they're in good areas. But sometimes those are the worst of the worst because these kids have access to pretty much whatever they want. They can buy things that kids that maybe don't have that money couldn't get their hands on. Yeah. Well, again, I vacillate only because I want my kids to have the nicest things. And I want them to be, you know, accepted by all of their friends and whatnot. And the nicer things you have, the more people accept you. That's I didn't make that up. That's just the way it is. We have to dig into this a little bit. So you're telling me if you have nicer stuff, then you can have better friends and more friends. So that really kind of goes against every, like, traditional thing that money can't buy you happiness. It can't buy you character. It can't buy you class. You're telling me essentially the exact opposite. Well, no, parenting does that. Like I said, you can you can provide extravagant gifts for your kids, and you can lavish, lavishly, you know, take care of them, as long as there's discipline and and some sort of ethics and integrity being instilled into them. Just because you have money doesn't make you a bad person, and just because you spoil your kid financially doesn't make them bad people. That's true, but it just could. And most of these rich parents that are that are spoiling their kids like that, they're just not paying attention to the kid. They're not listening to the kid. They're too busy making money. They're too busy with their friends, and they're not focused on parenting. So, so fortunately, my wife focuses on parenting. So I think uh, again, I'll just follow whatever she decides. And if if she says that they deserve a G wagon, then that's what they'll get. But I guarantee you, they won't be spoiled. If they're spoiled. I would, I would, I would make them uh, indigent, so to speak. In other <laughs> words, I would make them work and and feel what it's like to not get privilege. There's another study that came out where a lot of folks in health and in science and in psychiatrics are saying that 13 is too young for kids to be on social media, and we know that social media is causing a lot of the cultural rot we have. Would you let your kids be on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at a young age? How young is too young to start giving a kid a screen? That I would not do. I, I don't like uh, when my kids are on Instagram or TikTok because, number one, they, they do sneak on there with their iPads. But uh, I think that's where a lot of the bad influence comes from. It worries me with TikTok especially. I mean, I think in China, where TikTok is invented, created, and run out of, Chinese kids can only be on social media, on any internet, for 40 minutes a day. But yet that platform that they introduced like a cancer to the U.S., kids are on it for unlimited amounts of time, hours and hours a day. 
To me, that says the Chinese want our kids to get stupid and, and watch stupid dances on TikTok while their students are learning quantum physics. I don't think it's going to end well. I've heard that rumor. I don't know if it's true, though. I've never been in China and looking at a kid's TikTok account. If that is true, though, that is pretty tricky of them, don't you think? Well, it absolutely is true. I mean, they have they can shut on and off the Internet. I mean, the, the communist control is nothing like what we have here. And their kids have to pay attention to this because literally it's communist control. They can just shut it on and off. So that is something that's very real in China. But I got to get your take as well on that spy balloon, yep. on that Chinese spy balloon. Well, I obviously our government wants, wants it there. As you know, maybe Mr. Biden's a little compromised. Um, because if they didn't want it there, it wouldn't be there, period. It's the U.S. government. If they don't want a balloon in our skies, it wouldn't have been in our skies. So they allowed the whole thing. And then when they shot it down, again, I mean, to me, if you saw it on the media, it's more than likely a lie. Yeah, they let it float around for several days before shooting it down, and their, their uh, whole excuse for that is it had to be over water, but it was over water several times, and they did nothing about it. So I have very real concerns about Chinese and them eating our lunch, so to speak, and Biden tells us over and over again, as he did in the State of the Union, that China really isn't a threat and that we're still a world power. But as somebody that's in money, as somebody that, that understands the very real implications of Chinese takeover, so to speak, is that something that concerns you at all, as far as our economy is concerned? Yeah, I try not to focus on, you know, bad press headlines. I, I, I try not to focus on it. What you allow into your head, Tommy, grows. You know that, right? Well... Also, you can't bury your head in the sand. Well, but, you can be too paranoid, though. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm paranoid. When you I, go to a football game, do you think the guys in the huddle are talking about you? No, absolutely not. Right, <laughs> no. But I do want to play a clip for you, and I want to get your take, because your, your take on parenting I thought was very interesting. So I want to play this clip of former football star, since you brought up football, Chad Ochocinco, and how he made the money that he made and kept the money that he made. Let's take a look. Make enough money I can fly, 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 fly private? Yeah. Shh. I ain't flying private. I, spirit. Put me on spirit. Exit row. Window seat. That's all I need. Long as I get from point A to point B. I don't need private. Athletes more so. If you can get to a point in your career where your name becomes bigger than anything you can purchase, there's your value. Wow. My name itself, Ocho Cinco at one point, even still to this day, is bigger than, why am I driving a Ferrari? Why am I driving a Rolls Royce and I'm Ocho? Oh, we talk about jewelry and watches and chains. Never bought real anything when I was playing. Never, what was the point? I went to Claire's. So all, so went, all yeah, you do? You, yes, for what? What am I doing it for? The women don't deal with you anyway because of who you are. Right. And then the other women who are really doing their homework don't Google how much you're making already. Right. Why am I buying a $50,000 watch, $80,000 watch? What time is it real quick, please? It's uh, 20 minutes to four. How much that cost me? So I found that fascinating, and I want to get your take, first of all, on his first point was that he never flew private. He could have. He flew Spirit Airlines, exit row. That's how he saved money. What do you think about something like that? And it's, is it advice that you would give other people that maybe made money early in life and they want to keep that money? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would say, you know, do what you can afford. Why work hard? Why make all that money if you're not going to enjoy the finer things of life like flying private? Do you fly private? No, absolutely not. Would I am you? like a Chad Ochocinco. Not if it costs. I am, ask my husband, I am the cheapest person. I literally unplug the phone chargers from the wall. Don't you think that is because you have a limited mindset when it comes to money? No, it's to me, it's you, you never know what's going to happen in life. That's so limited mindset. There's abundance of money in the world. 
You can, you, 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 it never runs out. You realize that. Yeah, but individual money can run out. Yours will never run out. You will have money when you die. Because I save. For <laughs> what, I though? literally yeah, save but, for but everything. That, but for what? To die? You want to die with a bunch of money? No, I just, I want to have enough money to never have to worry about money. In case that day so comes that I have to private. worry. No, that's not, it's not worth, I think it's what you value in life. Like for me, I grew up in South Dakota. Right? I don't even think we have a private plane in South Dakota. Maybe that flies in and out. I don't know. That's just not my lifestyle. It just never has been. For me, it's hard for me to spend money yeah. on myself or on anything. And I don't think it's because I have a limited mindset. I think I was just raised that way. That's just those things aren't important to me. Yeah, yeah, very conservative. It just doesn't matter to me. Now, I like to eat at expensive restaurants. I like to get two desserts if I want to try one. I like to get expensive wine. That matters to me. But Flying private or carrying designer things, it just doesn't really matter to me. But do you think it should matter to me and to other people out there? Should that be what people want to attain is labels and recognition for what they have? Yes and no. Again, if, if for example, you have a lot of money, like let's say Warren Buffett, you know, he flies private, by the way. Um, Warren Buffett type of money, I think it's so abundant, it doesn't matter. Fly, do whatever pleases you. That's the value of making a lot of money. I do what pleases me. And, and fortunately, Ferraris and stuff like that please me. But not because I'm trying to impress females. You know, if you're doing it to impress other people, you're doing it for the wrong reason. You know, Chad Ochocinco was saying, you know, well, why buy the watch? I'm already getting the girls. The girls already know how much I'm worth. True, so don't do it for girls. That's for damn sure. But if you work hard and you enjoy fine automobiles, flying private, nice restaurants, Huge diamonds. Why not? Why not? Well, I'm get gonna that? have a nice ring. I mean, those th- those are things that matter. Well, to you could have saved that ring. I deserve this. I'll tell you that. You also but... deserve to fly private. <laughs> well, I don't have Warren Buffett money. But yet. yet. Why? Well, I, I appreciate that. So, for people though that are saying the way that this economy is going, this president that we have in charge, who knows how long he's going to be in charge? Who knows who is next? Who knows? Maybe they're gonna tax billionaires at 95 percent. We really don't know what's coming down with this administration and the next administration and the next administration. Does that concern you at all? No. Tell me why. Well, because there's an abundance, number one. Number two, if they tax me more, I'll just make more. Number three, there's tax structures that the rich and famous have that where you pay very little taxes. They want to get rid of that. Well, they, well, again, if they get rid of it, then a lot of their friends are going to be pissed off too. What do you say, like the other night at the, the State of the Union address, when Joe Biden says the, the old thing that, it, I, honestly, it's a Warren Buffett quote, that your secretary should not be paying more in taxes than the CEO of the company. Now, first of all, that gets a little sticky because I think people have a basic lack of understanding of why that is, that they really do think in their mind that a secretary is shelling out more money than a CEO, which is not true, and you and I know that. But what would you tell people that hear that, they believe that, and they have been conditioned, mostly by the Democrat Party, to hate the rich? Well, again, I would agree that a secretary should not pay more, figuratively or technically, or actually. Like, everyone should pay the same, whether you're rich or poor, whether you got 10 kids or no kids. You know, I don't really care. You got 10 kids, you shouldn't have been, you know, doing it, okay? (laughs) You should have been a little bit more conservative. But at the end of the day... If they say 20%, for example, that'd be fair. You want a flat flat, flat tax. tax. Like, you make a billion dollars, give me 20%. You make $100, give me 20%. But more importantly than the, than the percentage, 
I want accountability for where the money goes. I want, I want accountability. Like, why is there no transparency to where that tax money goes? If we, if we tax people a trillion dollars, where was the trillion spent? That's all I want to know. And if it's not what we, the people, decided to spend it on, well, then some accountability is being, you know, dealt. Because you know and I know, they're not spending our tax dollars on our roads and our schools and our hospitals and our infrastructure. They're spending it somewhere else. Well, a lot of it's going to Ukraine, too, which is a whole nother can of worms. So the last time I had you on, you posted a clip, obviously, from our discussion. The first time I was on your podcast, I talked about my PSA to what I called boyish men, which I still stand by to this day, by the way. But you posted that clip, and I still get comments on that, on that clip that you posted. Millions of people have watched it at this point. But I still get what I call little boys in their mommy's basement that comment stuff at me like, oh, well, no one's ever going to marry her because, you know, sh women should just be in the kitchen anyway and nobody wants a strong woman. Nobody wants a woman that makes money anyway. I still get these comments and I click through when I look at the profiles and, you know, I see what I expected. But exactly. I'm wondering, though, what you think about some of the comments on there because some of the people on there, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm not a feminist. There are some real-ass misogynists that are commenting things that I find laughable but I wonder what you think, because I think a lot of them, like me, you can't control your followers and you can't control what they say. But I wonder what your reaction is to some of the commentary. Well, the same as yours. The same you know, as... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some misogynistic people on that thread. But what do you say to them? I, I, I don't respond to haters or people that are being negative, because then that just fuels it more. Um, and I let other people do it, which, you, which people did defend you a lot in there. Um, but you're exactly right. They're just, they're sitting somewhere hating life. And, you know, when they say something like, you know, nobody wants a powerful woman, nonsense. Nobody wants a woman to make money. Shit, I wish she made a bunch of money. Like, that's not true at all. You know, what we don't want is, is, is grumpy old, you know, crusty, angry women. <laughs> that's what we don't want. Liberals is what basically we're talking about. Just yes. <laughs> liberal, conservative. Mostly liberals. If you're, a, if you're a, I don't know if I can say bitch on this show, but if you're a bitch, like, you know, keep stepping. We don't want you. I will say, though, I want to reopen this conversation because we're just ahead of Valentine's Day. Okay. All right. So I want to get back into the relationship conversation because the same point that I had then, I still have now. I am married. It's not on me, guys. So for everybody that wants to eviscerate me for this, it's not a me problem, all right? It's an other people problem that I hear a common gripe. It's the same one. We've created a society that likes things. Young women want older men with things. They're not seemingly so concerned with attractiveness anymore. They're more concerned with having a lifestyle that somebody that is older can provide for them. On that same token, men want younger women they want what they can get. And if the younger woman wants the money, then there you go. Is it really fuel for a lasting relationship? In my experience, I haven't seen it work out a whole lot. But I wonder in society where we go with these weird relationship dynamics that we have now. Because it seems to be worsening, and I think social media has a lot to do with it. I think it's a problem. I don't know if you see it the same way. What, what part of that? that women want to be with men, young women want to be with older men to get a lifestyle. And it's about the lifestyle. It's not anything about the man, the relationship, anything about it. Not about them being a great father to their future children. It's about the lifestyle. That's it. Well, what do I get out of it? Well, it could be, could be both, right? <laughs> it's, it's not always the same. It's not always, right? 
But I, I would say, again, call me weird. If a, if, a, if a female gets with an older guy because she doesn't like games, she wants to be taken care of, she wants somebody that's kind of already been through the partying phase, and she just wants to settle down and be taken care of and have babies, I think that's a smart girl. Like, if I were a girl, I would do that. Now, I wouldn't do it to where old and I don't care what they look like. They'd still have to be good looking. And I don't care if they're old either. They just need to be paid, right? And usually, you get paid when you get a little bit older. A lot of, a lot of times, the young guys running around partying, they're not paid yet. So they don't have any money. Here's to me the rule of thumb for women. If you were rich on your own and you didn't need the lifestyle, would you still be with that person? That would be a good rule. And if the answer is no, well then, you know, like I said, she's smart, first of all, because she, you know, she, she got to do what she got to do. But if she has her own money, well then clearly she doesn't need to be with anybody. What do you think about a new reverse role that we're experiencing now where men with no money want to be with women with money, but the men just kind of want to be a purse holder? What do you think about men like that? Um, well, personally, I'd, I would never do that. Uh, but I don't blame them. <laughs> like, you don't blame them. No. I do. I mean, like, listen, at the end of the day, male or female, the goal of getting paid or, or being with someone that's paid, I think, is a smart goal. In other words, I would want to be with someone rich if I weren't. If, if you were rich and I wasn't and, and I landed you, I'd be like, yes, and I'd be bragging about it. Like, my girl got paid. Um, and I would not... I would not look down upon somebody because they chose somebody rich. I think you should choose somebody rich because there is someone you will like rich too. You don't have to <laughs> date the brokies. You don't have to date the, the dudes that are just, you know, non-ambitious. They're gonna make That's they're true. gonna make sixty to eighty thousand dollars their whole entire year, which which again is a decent income, but that shouldn't you should have some ambition. And eventually, you know, you're gonna get in a fight over money anyway. And a lot of the times when I see young people get married, that's who divorce more in my, in my experience. It's the young ones because you didn't wait long enough to determine what you actually like. So it really depends on the situation. Generally, I think, you know, five or 10 years difference should be about what, what should be normal. But I don't think uh, like someone that's 20 years difference is abnormal. I think the, the message that you're relaying is just... Money. There just needs to be money somewhere. Someone needs to have it. Let's say security. Okay. And not only money, but a lot of times older guys, they don't cheat. They've already been through all that. Well, I don't know about that, but. Well, I'm not saying none do, but generally the older I think you get, the more mature you get, the less, the less you would cheat. Like I will not cheat under any circumstances. I used to, people say, oh, you can't change. No, that's not true. When I was younger, I had something to prove. I wanted to make sure you know, that, that I felt wanted. So I had to, you know, cheat basically to, to prove that to myself. And then I got older and more mature. And now it's like, I would just rather divorce than cheat. I think that's also a product of maturity and security. And I'm rare though. I'm a rare, okay. I'm a rare find. <laughs> All right. A lot of well, guys don't do that. I'm going to leave it at that. Brad, thank you for being in Nashville. And uh, thank you for having some great discussions with me today. We covered the gamut. Thanks for having me.